it's pretty clear. He is MAGA world. And anything that, you know, that helps Donald Trump out, whether it means turning against the United States, collaborating with another country's propaganda machine, so long as it gets him the adoration of MAGA world, he will do it. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. Oh, get a hold of your tidy whities there, buddy. You're losing control. What's that guy's name, Chris? Is that the Malcolm something? Nance. Who the hell is he? He's talking about Tucker Carlson. Uh, Sean, this is my show, 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Yeah, uh, Tucker's carrying the water for, for Trump uh, and Trump supporters. That's what it's all about. MAGA, MAGA people. I get so tired of it, man. Look, Tucker is uh, Tucker's in the crosshairs right now because he won't shut up about these pesky bio labs in Ukraine, which Joe Biden's undersecretary of state has already admitted we you know are there, and they're worried the Ruskies are going to get a hold of them, and maybe the Ruskies already have. And uh, since the official line, I guess, is no, it's not going on. You know, Tucker's in the crosshairs. When, when is he not in the crosshairs of these idiots? And uh, I try to watch Tucker every night. You know, I, I don't I, – I have been, since the Ukraine uh, war kicked off, uh, I have been watching more news. I, I had kind of broken away from cable news uh, for a few months, and I was getting most of my info online, uh, primarily because, well, I wasn't working for the most part, and I was in the hospital, and I was watching a lot of cooking shows and true crime stuff. Sometimes I'd watch a couple of episodes of The Waltons, some Matlock here and there. And I just took a, I took a break from cable news because I realized that even on Fox, the majority of it is commentary. And, and uh, when you get into pure commentary, you, you, you know, it's, it's kind of the standard format of you have one liberal, one liberal, and one conservative, and they scream at each other. And, uh, you know, or, or it's, uh, it's MSNB puke, uh, or CNN where it's just liberal screaming, you know, about how much they hate conservatives and mega hat wearers and all that. They're obsessed with freaking Trump. Trump's not even in office anymore. He's been out of office for over a year and they're freaking obsessed with him, man. And so I was like, what the hell is the value of this? And so I kind of dropped it for a while and then, uh, once uh, Ukraine happened, I got back into the habit of watching the news every day. Uh, although uh, when Jesse Waters comes on, I switch over, I switch back to the Food Network, and I don't watch Hannity and I don't watch Ingram because I think they both suck. Let not your heart be tr- Oh, shut up, man! God, that guy. You ever look, you look at Sean Hannity? He's got a head like a concrete block. I, I just I can't stand that guy. And Laura Ingram, I don't know how she got her gig on TV. But she is really overpaid, man. So I don't watch Hannity. I don't watch Ingram. I don't watch Levin on the weekends because it puts me to sleep. But I like Brett Bear and I like uh, I like uh, that Gutfeld's back. Gutfeld's back at ten o'clock. That's cool. And I like the five because there's some balance there. I can I can I can take freaking Jesse Waters in small doses. And I watch Tucker. Because you never know what Tucker's going to be all about on any given day. And that's why they hate his stinking guts. Uh, and even Tucker gets a little shrill for me on occasion. 
But this obsession, the, the left have an obsession with Fox News, and especially with whoever, actually, whoever is popular on Fox News, they despise. The only one, I don't know if you noticed this, I, I just, just occurred to me. Have you ever noticed the left predominantly stay away from Gutfeld? You know what I mean? You never hear the left going after Gutfeld. And I find that interesting. Um, and I don't know if it's because Gutfeld is so unpredictable or he outcools them, you know what I mean? Uh, or he's just so, he can be so mocking and insulting. They just don't want Gutfeld talking about him at all. So they leave Gut. In other words, I think they're afraid of Gutfeld. I, I think they don't really know what to make of Gutfeld. But I know he scares them. And so they don't really obsess on Gutfeld at all. But they will obsess on Tucker. And I, I'm sure it's because Tucker's got the highest rated show in existence right now. And if you're top of the heap and you're on the right, the left is going to go for you because they're wussies and they can't make an argument. So uh, rather than make an argument, they want to get your advertisers yanked. They want you off the air. These are not champions of free speech. They hate free speech. Uh, but, you know, I, I try to watch uh, Malcolm Nance. Okay, that's a guy who was talking about Tucker. And they're obsessed with Donald Trump. And I'll tell you what else they're obsessed with. And this is the crowd. And there is some kind of transgender thing in town. I saw it on Fox 29 a a little while ago. And, uh, you know, these are people who claim to be obsessed with uh, inclusion rights. And and, uh, don't oppress me by putting a label on me. Don't judge me. I got to be me. You know, that's what they're all about. Unless you disagree with them. If you disagree with them, it is because you are more than likely, let's see here, a white male cisgender heterosexual. Oh, and a Christian. MSNBC host Jonathan Capehart uh, said that on his stupid little show, uh, talking about, uh, well, he was talking about the GOP, but basically anybody that disagrees with the left. They talk a lot about freedom and choice, but quite honestly, if their constituents aren't white, male, cisgender, heterosexuals, there's no room for them. And it's a tired argument, and it's something I'm sick of hearing, because you know what? First off, I ain't cisgender nothing. All right? You don't get to claim your own pronouns, and you don't get to riff to me about how I shouldn't label you, and even gender is a construct, and you're being forced into your gender by evil, evil GOP doctors when you're born, and it's oppressive, well, you don't get to freaking label me with this meaningless cisgender crap, all right? I ain't cisgender nothing. I'm freaking straight, all right? I like chicks. I like girls, all right? I was born that way. You know, all this crap that, oh, you cisgender white, you know, show, sit down. If you don't want to be labeled or judged, don't label and judge me, you hack. You puke. I can't stand any of them, man. And uh, essentially what they're trying to do is demonize. And this is why the Democrat Party is failing, for the, for the most part. Is that they truly have convinced themselves, I believe at this point, that the only people who do in fact disagree with them are white, male, cisgender, heterosexuals. Which is simply not true. I know a lot of Hispanicy types because I have Hispanicy friends who think you're just as full of crap as I do. 
basically, and I say this all the time because it's absolutely true, and you can call me up and tell me I'm full of crap if you'd like. But uh, when it comes to the the Democrats and the left in this country right now, it's an ongoing game of, I know you are, but what am I? I know you are, but what am I? In that they are pretty much everything they accuse everybody else of being. If you got a liberal and a conservative in a room, I'm telling you, the liberal's going to be the racist. It's the liberal who thinks black people are too lazy and stupid to get a photo ID. Uh, if uh, if you're talking about somebody um, who is not inclusive and unless you agree with everything they say, they'll shut you down. They don't want to hear you. They want you to be silenced. It ain't going to be the conservative. It's going to be the liberal. They are everything they accuse me and, and you of being. Racist, elitist pukes. You look like a guy, you look at a guy like Beto, okay? If and I said this on Where and Rima, if you're a white guy and you dare drink a Corona on uh, on Cinco de Mayo, you're a cultural appropriator. But they'll freaking vote for a leprechaun who calls himself Beto. Another freaking racist. And I'll tell you why Beto's a racist. He thinks so little of Hispanicy people. Uh, and I've said this a thousand times. You've probably heard me say this. He thinks so little of Hispanics that he figures if he just puts the word Beto on a sign in the lawn, Hispanics are so stupid they'll vote for him simply because he's called Beto. Oh, he's Beto. I must vote for him. He is like me, you know. And he's a freckly Irishman without a brain cell in his freaking noggin. So anyway, this is the Sean Show. The phone lines are open, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. It's good to be back. And you know the rules. If you hate my stinking guts, you go to the front of the line. If you if you hate me and you're out there listening and you're just seething with hatred and bitterness towards me and you think I'm the problem and I'm killing people with my show, you go to the top of the list. You get on before everybody else does. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Hi, this is Trey Ware. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. Man, I'm on a rant today, aren't I? I just get so sick of it all. I get so sick of it all. I get so sick of everything. Uh, the phone lines are open, 210-599-5555. Hey, Trey and I kind of not got into it, but we had a slight disagreement about this on the air. And let, let's talk about something important now for a moment. And I'm taking your calls, 210-599-5555. This is very important. This is very, very important. Is Dolly Parton, uh, is she is she country or is she rock and roll? I'm just asking. Is Dolly Parton country? Or would you consider her rock and roll as well? I'll tell you why I'm bringing this up. And maybe you've already heard this story. Uh, The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which I think largely is full of crap. Um, They got rap guys in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Rap ain't rock, man. They got rap guys in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And so they were considering Dolly Parton. And I, I loves me some Dolly Parton, man. 
I've always loved me some Dolly Parton, man. Chris and Dennis, I loved Dolly Parton when I was a kid. Well, for different reasons. But, I mean, Dolly Parton was always on the radio, man. I remember when 9 to 5 came out, I loved, I went to see the movie, I loved the song. Yeah, she's Jolene. great. She's great. She's, great. she's Dolly freaking Parton. Yeah. One of the finest songwriters this country's ever produced. Incredible voice. I mean, you know when you hear Dolly Parton's voice, it's Dolly Parton. Change you from a rooster to a hen with one shot. That's right. You know, in a perfect universe, I wish he wouldn't have had so much surgery done. That's I, I, you know what I mean. I'd kind of like to see the Dolly Parton of the 1970s uh, in her natural state in the year 2022. That's that's just me being a misogynist and a creep. That's all. The surgery. I'm not into the surgery. I'm just saying. But a brilliant artist, and she was up for consideration to be uh, inducted, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and she said no. I'm going to withdraw my name from consideration. I don't want to split the vote on anybody because I don't feel I deserve that. Going on to say, maybe someday I'll do a great rock and roll record, but until then, no, I don't want to be considered. And I saw that, and I thought that was badass. I'm like, well, good on you. Good on you. You know, I mean, it, that, that shows a level of self-honesty that I appreciate because she could have just let him do it, you know what I mean? And more than likely, she would have made it in. She's Dolly freaking Parton. But she's she's country. I mean, I just, and Trey, Trey was, Trey's point was that, well, no, rock and roll is more expansive. Uh, you know, there are certainly songs she's done, like Jolene, that, that you could consider more rock and roll. And, uh, you know, rock and roll is a genre that is very expansive, and a lot of uh, folks fit into that category that maybe wouldn't have fit into it in the Elvis days, and I understand his point, and certainly in radio, uh, you know, the, the prize, in, and I don't know that I think this is all that great of a thing, and I'm, I'm, I'm not in music radio anymore, so I can say this, that, you know, they, they want a song, and they want songs that are cross-format that you can play on all kinds of different kinds of radio. They want songs that will play on country, that will also play on pop, that will also play on rock, and, and I don't think that's a healthy, good thing for music. I, I think that's diluted music to a certain extent. Which is why, uh, at this point, you listen to a, a country station that plays new country, and it doesn't sound like country. Um, and, and for me, and you can call me up and, and tell me I'm full of crap, but I, I believe Dolly Parton is country music. And I also don't think she belongs in the, in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. In other words, I agree with the artist herself that what she does is country music. I I believe Johnny Cash, although he has inspired all kinds of rock musicians, and he's even covered some rock songs, including the Nine Inch Freaking Nails, I consider Johnny Cash country music. And uh, that's just what I think. So I'm going to ask you, and you can call me up and disagree or agree, but I think Dolly Parton is country music. And furthermore, moreover, I like saying moreover because it makes people think I'm educated. Moreover. Well, I just forgot what the hell I was going to moreover. Furthermore. Furthermore. And therefore. More, moreover sounds more educated. Yeah. Moreover. Moreover is something you say with two fingers to your lips. Um, moreover. And you can imagine me doing this. Moreover. 
Um, what the hell was I going to say? Now I can't remember. Indeed. I spent so indeed I spent so much time riffing on the word moreover that now I've forgotten what I was going to moreover over. Does that make sense? Uh, hell, ah, it doesn't matter. Oh yeah, now I know. Now I remember. I I think the reason though, because who gives a crap about the rock and roll rock and roll Hall of Fame, uh, unless it's uh, induction time? You know, you don't think about this crap 364 days a year, do you? It's only when they put out their list of people they're going to induct that we even bother talking about the the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Because usually it's people you don't think should be in there, like rap guys. You know, uh, like, uh, like uh, and, and, and Trey did bring this up, that like Pat Benatar hasn't been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame yet, right? They want to put Dolly Parton in before Pat Benatar, who is very obviously rock and roll. So I think they... They come up with these bizarre, you know, inductees just so guys like me will talk about it on the radio and on TV. Because it's the only part, it's the only time anybody even gives a crap about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So good on Dolly for sticking to her guns. She does country music, man. If she, if she, you know, and she said, her, this is what she says. Maybe someday I'll do a rock and roll record. So there you go. <laughs> What do you think? 210-599-5555. Oh, I got to take a break. 210-599-5555. I'm late. I'm so sorry. And we are back. New Song 550 KTSA FM 1071. We'll get back to talking about, uh, you know, Ukraine, the gas prices. We're going to talk about. Tacos. I got a big taco story that's uh, that's uh, uh, piqued my interest. But right now we're talking about Dolly freaking Parton. And is Dolly Parton country or rock and roll? She had her name withdrawn for consideration to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because she's not a rock and roll artist. She says, I'm a country artist. What do you think? Here's Alex on line one. Alex, how you doing? Hi, good morning. Good to uh, hear your voice back. Boy, do you sound original. <laughs> you sound good, buddy. Well, thank you, man. It's good to be back. Good to be back. And talking about Dolly, I did see her when she came to the Tobin Center not Duh. long ago. And the yeah. poor poor lady, she couldn't stand up through the whole concert. They do set her down on a really, really, really cool white chair, furry, really, really nice. But she would be awesome with all that music she has. And then to come out in platform flip-flops, that would be awesome. You have a good platform one, man. Platform flip-flops. You can't. Well, nobody can wear platform flip-flops, man. They flip right off your feet. All right, hang on. Uh, let's go to Hilda on line two. Hilda, how you doing? Hi there. Uh, I want to say that who better than Dolly Parton would know what style of music she sings. Just keep the peace between you and where. And I also <laughs> want to say uh, the line the line in the sand has been drawn unless a Democrat will, re- will redraw it. Well, yeah, they like redrawing those lines, don't they? Yeah, they, they move the line. <laughs> exactly, yes, but it is what it is. She's country. Excellent. All right, Hilda. Thank- and Trey and I aren't at each other's throats over this. You understand. We just had a mild disagreement. I just I say Dolly's country because Dolly's country. You know, uh, that's just how I, when I think of Dolly Parton, I think of country music. Doesn't mean she don't have some songs that sound like rock and roll. Just means old Uncle Sean thinks in his mind, in my noggin, when I hear the words Dolly, followed by pardon. 
I say, well, that's some fine country music going on right there, ain't it? Two ones, <laughs> two ones, I'm such a ridiculous human being. Two one zero five nine nine fifty. Ah, plus, I'd like to thank Dolly for getting me through adolescence. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry I said that. I shouldn't say, Chris, I'm such a pig. I shouldn't say things like that. I just, you know, it, it, it unraveled my entire argument by, by with the adolescence comment there. I'm just saying, when she showed up on the cover of Playboy, and I found that in my dad's laundry basket, oh, my God. Anyway, I'm so sorry. i got to stop. Nine to five and watching that movie over and over. I'm sorry. Best little whorehouse in Texas. Horrible movie, but, man, did I watch the hell out of that. I'm so I'm such a P.I.G. pig. Well, come on. Dolly puts it out there, man. She, oh, ah, look, I'm just being real. It's not like Dolly ever tried to hide her figure. That's all. With the big hair and the big voice. I'm just saying that's country music, man. That ain't no rock and roll. That's country. I turn on a damn country station now. It don't sound like country. Ain't I right? It don't sound like country. You put on a damn new country music station, and it don't sound like country. It either sounds like soft rock or pop, but it don't sound like country. And it's always some dude singing about drinking beer with his buddies and coming home to his woman after working all day, and it's the same crap over and over and over again. What they, we got Garth Brooks to thank for this crap. What do they call that, bro country? Is that what they call it, Chris? Bro country? That's why Johnny Cash is my favorite country singer. Johnny Cash, because Johnny Cash sang about dark crap. You know what I mean? Johnny Cash was kind of the first. Well, not now Hank Williams really was probably the first that sang about dark crap. You know, and then or wrote about dark crap. And then uh, Johnny Cash came along, and he started singing about dark crap. In fact, I'm getting ready to read a biography on Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash is my damn hero. Now, do I think Johnny Cash is rock and roll? No, I don't. Has Johnny Cash done some rock and roll music? Yes. Has has Johnny Cash uh, uh, covered some rock and roll bands and rock and roll songs? Yes, he has. Is Johnny Cash rock and roll? No, he's country. And that's just the way it is. All right, yeah, two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. And before I, I I take a break here, let me just tell you, my wife makes the finest. Tea. I got some hell on on Facebook because I said this yesterday, but my wife makes the finest sweet tea in Texas. I've never been a fan of sweet tea. I think sweet tea tastes funky. Uh, until I sampled two things. First off, my wife gets the the sweet teas, uh, and my my daughter gets the sweet teas at Sonic. And I started to like sweet tea. I've never liked sweet tea. And then my wife made me a picture of her sweet tea, and it's delicious. I don't know how she does it. I don't, I've never watched her make the sweet tea. I don't know if she puts secret ingredients in there or how she does it, but my wife's sweet tea is delicious. That's right, Chris. I just said delicious. And it's also got a fair amount of caffeine in it because I said, baby, when I get my happy ass up at 5.45 in the morning, which is when I get up now, I don't see, I don't drink coffee. Since all the medical crap happened, I don't drink coffee anymore. I, don't, I certainly don't do energy drinks. Uh, and I, but I do need a source of caffeine. And my wife's sweet tea has a buttload of sugar in it 
and a fair amount of caffeine. Wakes my ass up. Chris just messaged me. You don't drink sweet? Yes, you do. Chris Glasgow, you do you drink you drink sweet tea? You don't drink sweet tea? Oh, you're mocking me. Oh, your little smiley face emoji. Okay. Chris, I'll get you some of my wife's sweet tea. That's why I'm so hyper right now, because I've had two big tumblers full of this crap. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Let's talk nuclear holocaust when we get back. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. New Stock 550 KTSA, FM 1071. Getting short on time this hour. So next hour, uh, we're going to talk about nuclear holocaust. Big smile. Smiles, everyone. Nuclear holocaust coming up at uh, at 10.05. Also, at some point, my wife's got to come in here and change the dressing on a couple of my bandages uh, once again, as we did yesterday. That's always good radio. Uh, let's go to Charles on line one. Charles, how you doing? I'm doing good, Mr. Rahm. I'm glad to see that you're doing good. Every day that I hear your voice, it sounds like you're getting better and better and better, and you're thank you. good as new. And so I want to thank you for, for taking care of yourself, and God bless that beautiful lady that's taking care of you. you know? <laughs> My wife, and thank you so much. Yeah, she's wonderful. Yeah, I, 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 there's several things I wanted to say, but I can't get through when Trey's on and when you all are talking about things. First of all, I know that you said your wife's sweet tea has a lot of sugar. Just don't come in one morning with your underwear over your head and, Say that you're corn Julio. <laughs> oh like my God! <laughs> Make sure I don't get too okay, hyper. That's, <laughs> that's number one. And the second one is if Beto, who's no not Hispanic at all, can call wow. himself Beto, and it's Roberto's not hard to pronounce. Why can't we call uh, Greg Abbott Gregorio or Goyle? And so <laughs> he should. Well, do that you know, Goyle. And, normally you know, they hate and, people who are cultural appropriators, but they're okay when he does it. They're and, okay and the with Beto for some reason. Is, when, when JD uh, filled in for you, he was very admirable. He was he was always praising you and 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 and, uh, and, and Trey. And so I just want to let you know, I came up with something. Why should Barkley, Van Camp, and Robbins have the only threesome? Why can't you guys be where Rima and Hayward? You should you should talk <laughs> to your bosses about that. JD's a good guy. Yeah, I appreciate the call, Charles. Yeah, JD's a really good guy, and I appreciate him. Uh, Sitting in for me, he's probably going to be sitting in for me here. I got to go back in a, in about a week or two uh, for my reversal procedure for this thing that I got. So JD's hopefully going to be sitting in for me then. Good guy, good guy. Let's go to uh, Debbie on line two. Debbie, how you doing? Hi, Sean. Hey. It's, it's your cousin Deb from Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Oh, hey, how are you? <laughs> I'm great. You sound so good. You look so much better. Thank you, Syria, for sa- taking such good care of you. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. And and finally, a topic I can actually call in about, country music. <laughs> yes, Dolly was country before country was cool. Rock uh, on. <laughs> Do- she's country, isn't she, cuz? she's Dolly is you, country. You bet she is. I've been listening to you <laughs> for a while now. So. Well, very cool, Deb. It's so great to talk to you. You too. You guys take care and um, <laughs> give Syria a hug for me and your mom. I will. I will. Hopefully we can all get together someday. That'd be great. Love you, buddy. <laughs> Love you too. Bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, I got a lot of cousins. Uh, this may I don't know if it's hard to believe, but my, my, my family predominantly comes from Iowa. Uh, both my father and mother were from a little town in Iowa called Decorah, Iowa, which is in the north 
eastern corner, a uh, little Norwegian enclave. And uh, my, my father was a city boy. He lived in town, and my mama was a farmer, farmer's daughter, and she lived outside of town. And so I have a lot of family in Iowa and in Minnesota, you know, Yepachahufta. And uh, uh, Deb is, uh, is my cousin. And then, uh, yeah, we uh, families from Iowa in the Midwest. And then uh, my old man, at some point when he was a young man with my mama, moved out to the East Coast. And uh, and so I grew up uh, predominantly, I mean, we moved around a lot, but I grew up predominantly uh, just outside of Baltimore, as you know. But spent a lot of summers in Decorah, Iowa, at my grandmother's place with my mom. And uh, uh, Ufta, uh, that's my, I, I got that put on a hat. Ufta is, is what Norwegian people say uh, when they're frustrated by something. Uh, I, I translate it literally to mean, oh, blank, but I, I can't say that on the radio. So I grew up with Norwegians who, who ate a lot of lesva and said Ufta quite a bit. That's a little uh, peek into my background. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five, and lutefisk. Might I say this is the most horrible tasting crap on the face? Cold fish, man. Lesva is great. They're like potato tortillas. All right, but my God, you non-Norwegian people, stay away from lutefisk. Ugh, God, it's horrible. It's cold freaking fish, Chris. It's the worst tasting crap in the world, man. Are you saying? I got a lot of- what? Are you saying that there's good-tasting crap? I'm just saying, you know, as a proud Norwegian-American, all right, I don't eat the lutefisk. I, I just don't. It's icky. It's gross. And I like seafood, okay? I'm just saying I stay away from that. I might get some uh, lesva, though, and make me a lesva taco at some point. That'd be kind of interesting. Ufta. But for all my Norwegian clan out there listening, yeah, lutefisk, no. All right, one more hour coming up. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Make no mistake, the current spike in gas prices is largely the fault of Vladimir Putin. It has nothing to do with the American Rescue Plan. Sean Rima, 9 till 11, News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Oh, my God, he's such a schmuck. The president is a schmuck. How does that make you feel? 210-599-5555. It's Sean. It's the Sean Show, hour number two. And uh, lots to make our way through over the next through over the next hour. Um, but I want to start off with a, with a fairly serious question that I'm sure has crossed your mind. And uh, I, I saw a recent poll. I, I, I can't remember who put the poll out now, but. It, uh, it said uh, essentially uh, that, you know, most Americans are kind of worried about, well, about the nukes, uh, about uh, nuclear warfare. In fact, the U.N. Secretary General Antonio Guterres uh, said, I believe, yesterday that Russia uh, using nukes is within the realm of possibility. Uh, said it was uh, it was bone chilling when he heard that Putin had put essentially his nuclear people uh, on on alert on alert. In other words, a, a you know be on standby. I don't remember the exact term for it, 
but uh, he essentially activated that part of his military. And uh, the U.N. Secretary General was uh, found that, quote, bone-chilling. And I guess it depends. I guess my question to you is how worried are you about that? 210-599-5555. How worried are you about nuclear war uh, as a result of uh, the Russians going into Ukraine? And, you know, I had another thought, too. It is kind of interesting um, that, you know, my generation, our generation, uh, Generation X, uh, we, we kind of grew up with the threat of nuclear war with the Soviets, then the Soviets, now the Russians. Like, that was everywhere growing up. Every bad guy in every movie uh, was a Soviet spy that was somehow going to set off nuclear holocaust. Uh, you know, we, we, we grew up with documentaries talking about what to do, you know, if, uh, if the Ruskies, if, if the Soviets start lighting off nukes, it was a part of our culture growing up. It really was. And it's so odd now to be in my freaking fifties and once again, worried about Russians setting off nukes. Yeah. I'm not making light of the situation. It's, it's just kind of interesting how circular that is in a weird way. Um, I think about it. I don't know that I worry about it. Um, I uh, certainly, I, I do agree with the secretary general that he's capable of it. Uh, because I've been, as I've been saying since this whole thing began, or since I got back on the radio, that I, I, I don't believe this is just about NATO with, with Putin. Uh, I believe this is something larger. I believe this is something personal, deeply personal with him. Uh, I believe uh, this is uh, more about rebuilding the old Soviet Union. I believe he has something to prove. And uh, I I think the threat of NATO, of Ukraine joining NATO, uh, is certainly a concern for him, but it's also a convenient excuse to justify what he's doing, which is a bloodbath, which is a very bloody bloody incursion uh into into ukraine that largely targets civilians and uh you know i i i I think he's a guy and i what somebody said it might have been dana perino on the five last night said this said as much that with a guy like that uh anything goes i think i think putin is one of those one of those individuals that if he feels it's going not going his way or if if uh, he, he gets into a certain mindset, uh, maybe he'll just give the whole world the finger, if you know what I mean. He'll flip off the whole world and start lighting stuff off. And at that point, you, you could only hope that the people around him would not allow that to happen. So that's, uh, you know, that's my concern is his psychology and what he's capable of. Do I worry about it? Do I sit and fret about it? No. Um, but, you know, honestly, that's got a lot more to do with where I am in my life right now in that there's, you know, and I'm not trying to sound, you know, get all Ben Kenobi on you here, but after my experiences over the past few months, I'm just going to be honest with you, there's preciously little that I actually do worry about. 
<laughs> if if that makes sense. Because I look at me before all this medical crap happened, and I worried about everything. My life was worry. It was constant stress, constant worry. 90% of it I put on myself. It was completely meaningless and not worth the energy. And plus, my faith has been strengthened after this experience. So I, I leave a lot up to God. I leave much more up to God now than I did before I went into the hospital. So I, is there going to be nuclear war? Uh, I don't know. Are, are we entering into uh, World War III? Honestly, I think we're already there. We just, I, it was, uh, I think it was Trey, Trey Gowdy who said this on his show on Sunday. We're already fighting World War III. We just don't realize it yet. And in a sense, and I know I'm getting philosophic here, uh, I'm glad that I, I'm very thankful for my experiences, uh, in a sense, with all this medical stuff, because it opened my eyes to a lot of things, and I'm really happy or thankful to God, in a sense, that I went through this prior or, or on, the, on the eve, in a sense, of coming into this new chapter in all of our lives, this post-pandemic uh, a geopolitical uh, nightmare that we're entering into. I'm kind of glad because the previous me probably would have been totally freaked out by what's going on in the world. But again, I leave a lot of it up to God. Do I think Vlad Putin is capable of, of setting off nukes? Absolutely. Do I think he's capable of biological warfare? Absolutely. Do I know if he's going to do it? Have the faintest idea. Is he going to, I mean, he was shooting stuff off fairly close to the Polish border. Uh, is he playing chicken with the civilized world? Probably. Um, how's it all going to shake out? I have the faintest, I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, I do know, and this is a, a solid opinion uh, on my side that is probably closer to where you are as well. I think Joe Biden is absolutely the wrong person at the wrong time uh, to be going into this situation. Now, obviously, if we had a different kind of president or if Donald Trump had won that second term in office, none of this would be happening. And I certainly believe Putin waited or was thankful the day Joe Biden got sworn into office because, honestly, that's when I believe he started kicking a lot of this stuff off. So we are in uncharted waters. Uh, we have an inept government uh, that we're going into this situation with, and I mean inept. Um, I, I, do, I said this earlier on Where in Rima, and I absolutely believe this, and you can call me up and let me know what you're thinking, 210-599-5555. I genuinely believe that the greatest threat to our country right now is our own government. Because our own government is at cross-purposes with the American public, with the American people. Our own government, in my opinion, is working against us. I think the two things that America needs to fear more than anything else currently is our own government and, frankly, stupid people. And the stupid people are the people who support this government, beyond all evidence to the contrary beyond what their own eyes and ears tell them, 
the moron crowd. If we lose this country, it'll be because of stupid people. It'll be because of the morons. And as I say, almost every stinking day, a guy like Joe Biden or whomever is actually running the country, that crowd requires a steady flow of morons. And they got him, baby. They got him. And it's so far been a stooge dance, uh, our response to Vladimir Putin. And he's running circles around Biden right now. So what do you think? 210-599-5555, Are you concerned? Are you worried about Putin setting off some nukes? Uh, we also have China coming into play. Uh, we have mixed reporting on whether or not they're supporting Russia or they're not. I, I, I believe we've heard China say, keep your eyes off of Taiwan. So, you know, I it, my gut tells me that we're entering into something bigger than what it is even now. But then again, I don't know. I could be absolutely wrong. In fact, I pray that I am. 210-599-5555, We're going to take a little breaky-wakey-wakey. And we'll get some of your calls uh, on the other side. Plus, I want to talk about tacos. i, I got to talk about tacos. We have a taco story. And uh, I want to get into that when we return after I talk to some of you about the fear or the threat or the stress concerning nuclear war. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. <laughs> This is Jamie Markley. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071 on the Sean Show. I'm Sean, 22 minutes after 10. Just talking about whether or not you're worried about nukes uh, with the war in Ukraine and Vlad Putin. That's something that keeps you up at night. The uh, United Nations... Secretary General is uh, is concerned about it. What say you? Let's go to Alex on line one. Alex, what are you thinking? Rima. Hey. <laughs> hey. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry about that. All right. The Democrats have been planning this since the Civil War. They finally have the perfect storm. That's why they're called Democrat Socialists. Okay. <laughs> they now have all the power. They're shoving it down the American people's throats. Look at the – they've weaponized the CIA. They've weaponized right. the FBI. They've weaponized every law enforcement agency they can possibly have weaponized. Why do you think that Democrats never go to jail? We have the guy that's, in the, that's the chair of the Intelligence Committee sleeping with a known Chinese spy, oh, and God, he's in right. charge of our Intelligence Committee for the United States government. Really? Right, Swalwell, right, right, but right. What is it? What, what comes after his name? A D, okay? We got James Comey, the director of the FBI. Trying... Hello? Oh, we lost him. Uh, well, yeah, uh, the Democrats are in power, and uh, uh, they're. I think they are getting a little nervous about the midterms, the next couple of elections. Uh, in, a, in a serious way, because I know, well, they have to know that uh, a lot of the stuff just isn't playing with the general public, especially since it starts hitting them uh, in the pocketbook with the cost of living. Uh, let's go to Richard on line two. Richard, how you doing? 
Hey, pretty good, Sean. You sounded better every day, man. Coming on strong. Well, thank you. Coming on strong. Thank you, man. Appreciate that. Uh, uh, I was in high school during the Cuban Missile Crisis. That's how old I am. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but, but thank God we had John F. Kennedy as president, a World War II veteran, led men into combat, steady man, outsmarted uh, Castro, and Khrushchev at every turn was way ahead of them. And the guy we got now, does he know what day it is, really? Well, I, I think he's he's out of his depth. And you're, you're talking about a guy who's been in, in government for most of his adult life and yet has, A, never really accomplished anything. I mean, there's not a single bill uh, or piece of legislation that you can attach to Joe Biden as some great thing he did. And moreover, and I said moreover again, uh, he's classically changed his opinion depending on what was going on and what the going trend was. So he's, as far as his international experience, the only real international experience he has is making his own kid rich. Now, I, I don't and enriching his own family and possibly himself. Now, I, I, I don't know, you know, what his continuing ties to Ukraine are. We know there were some shenanigans back in the Obama administration. But when it comes to Vladimir Putin, he and the the people who are behind the scenes actually running the gig are so out of their depth when it comes to Putin. Putin is playing them like a fiddle. And, uh, again, you know, this would not be going on. I think we all agree, and even a lot of Democrats agree, that this would not be going on if Trump were, were the president still. Even Bill Maher and Trevor Noah, uh, who, you know, Trevor Noah is a, a complete left-wing lunatic. Even he acknowledges that this would not be going on if Trump were the president. The only thing I can think about the entire situation is God help us all, please. Please. Yeah. Yeah, we're kind of in that place. I appreciate the call, Richard, and good to hear your voice, man, after uh, so many months of being off the air. God be with us. I mean, that's kind of, you know, going back to the faith thing, and, and we'll talk about tacos when we get back and kind of lighten things up here a little. Uh, but, I, you know, I, I, that's really what I come back to. God be with us. God be with us all. Uh, it, it is a dike. You can't really overstate it as far as it being a really bad and dicey situation. And... We have a guy, and ponder this for a second, 210-599-5555. Uh, we, we are in a situation where we, we have a government that, at least to the American taxpaying public, are really acting like a lot of stuff isn't even going on. As far as inflation and as far as the financial crap that we're going through right now and the cost of living, uh, on the increase almost on a freaking daily basis. I mean, you can watch the gas bumps and see what I mean. You can go to the HEB and see what I mean. And and this has been going on. We have been on the path to this since Biden got into office. And your government is telling you it just started three weeks ago. Your government is telling you that this is all because Vladimir Putin rolled into Ukraine. They're lying to you. It's an it's absolute bullcrap, 
and 99.9% of you listening to me right now, except for you you odd, moronic, liberal idiots, are, are aware of the fact that he's lying to us. And as far as this sanction crap, I said this yesterday, they're doing that because it's safe. It's the safe way to go. Oh, we'll do some more sanctions. You think Putin gives a crap about the sanctions? No. Absolutely not. Uh, is is Putin thankful that suddenly we have an issue with getting our planes or the uh, Polish planes out to Ukraine through one of our air bases? Oh, he's doing. He thinks that's funny as hell. He's laughing at us, man. And you know why? Because he knows we're afraid. Because that's what the whole Polish thing is with the airplanes. It's absolute freaking fear on the part of the Biden administration with no real basis. And I have to say right now before I take a break, while I was doing that uh, riff there, my wife was changing the dressing on my You couldn't. Chris, could you tell that my shirt was yanked up to my neck and my wife was working on my dressings? We're professionals here, man. Uh, Steve, hang on. We'll take a little break, then we'll come back and talk to the Steve. Haven't talked to him in a few months. Uh, 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. And we're back. Newstalk 550 KTSA. FM 1071. Talking about Ukraine and Putin. Let's, uh, he's been on hold for a while. Let's talk to Steve. Steve, you're on News Talk 550 KTSA with Sean. What are you thinking? Sean, it's great to have you back. We really, really missed you. Uh, you sound well and strong. We prayed for you the whole long way. You sound much, much better than the last time uh, you were on yeah. before this most recent break. So it's really great to have you back. And then I want you to know we were praying for you and your family very hard the whole long way. You sound Thank great. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate that. That makes my day, brother. Thank you so much. Good to be back. Uh, the uh, the uh, the Putin nuke thing uh, doesn't worry me at all. Nothing happens without God. Don't say it does. Right. Uh, more worried about that am I the that the fact that the children are in control right now. The the Democrats are in control. None of this has anything to do with Biden. It's the Democrat Party that destroys everything. It is the Democrat Party that is not just inept, as you pointed out a few times. But they're also very, very corrupt. They are unable or, or unwilling or incapable of dealing in reality. That is the, the flaw with the Democrat Party. And, you know, you heard Joe Biden saying, you know, this is Putin's uh, inflation and Putin's gas prices. And I tell everybody that will listen, stop listening to the Democrats. Stop believing them. They are lying to everyone about everything all of the time. And the bottom line is – if the Democrats' lips are moving, they are either lying or they're on their knees. There's no third option. <laughs> I absolutely agree with everything you just said. Uh, yes, the sir. children are in charge, you know. And 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 I, Steve, I appreciate the call, man. And thanks for welcoming 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 me back. And thanks for the prayers. Uh, I appreciate it, you know. And and by saying the children are in charge, you know, he's absolutely right. And they they say things that don't make any sense. Like, I don't know if it was yesterday or the day before where Biden once again is uh, is tooting his horn of, okay, it's nothing we did. Okay, the higher cost of living, the gas prices, it's not us. 
and he said, we are on the biggest recovery this country has ever seen. He said, we're growing the economy, uh, let's see, uh, from the bottom up and from the middle. Now, if you can tell me what the hell that means, I'll give you a Nobel Prize, because that, that doesn't make any damn sense whatsoever. And it's also observably not true. The economy sucks right now. And the economy has been sucking since he got into office. And you can look at inflation stats and track them month by month and see what I'm talking about. Ukraine has only been happening for three weeks. And yet they are blaming everything. Well, they're blaming most everything on on, on Putin. Uh, they're tossing in the pandemic, too, to cover their asses. But again, it's nothing. It, that's the line. It's nothing they did. You know why? Because they can never be wrong, baby. They can't be wrong. It's like Jesse Smollett. doesn't matter how much evidence you show that guy that he is guilty as crap of faking a hate crime against himself. That dude is going to walk out of the courtroom saying, I'm innocent. Because for some reason, folks on the left can't. I was talking about this yesterday. They can't be wrong. Even and especially when they are. Now, uh, there's one Democrat that I'm a little surprised. Well, I don't know if I'm surprised. Let's uh, lighten things up a bit here. Um, I don't know if you know who uh, uh, Pedro Pascal is. He's an actor. <laughs> he does that acting thing. Uh, I think he lives in, I think he's from San Antonio. I think he lives in San Antonio, at least part-time. I'm not sure. But Pedro Pascal, he was in my one of my favorite TV shows, Narcos, at least the first few seasons. Uh, he, he most recently, uh, was in the Mandalorian. He was a star of the Mandalorian, uh, which is a very popular series, very popular Star Wars series that I actually really liked. In fact, I wish all the Star Wars crap were that good. You know what I mean? And he's, he's got a new movie. He's actually in a movie with Nicolas Cage that looks really good. I, I suddenly can't remember the name of it, but it's, it's. Nicholas Cage playing himself. And if you don't think that's going to be brilliant, I don't know what you're drinking. Nicholas Cage playing himself, and he somehow gets involved with a drug dealer played by Pedro Pascal. And so Pedro Pascal is in uh, Austin for South by So What. And uh, the age-old controversy came up about who has the... Now, I expand this to who's got the best Mexican food, San Antonio or Austin, but he focused on tacos. And, and this is the quote from Pedro Pascal, who is a very liberal guy, and normally I don't agree with at all. Quote, it's San Antonio, people. It's San Antonio. If we're talking about tacos, chili con queso, maybe you can get that in Austin. But you get a taco in San Antonio. And uh, I, I, you know, I was not a huge fan of Mexican food when I first came out to Texas. I've told you this uh, a million times because uh, there ain't no good Mexican food in Colorado. And there sure as hell ain't no good Mexican food in Maryland. You want to get some blue crabs? You get some blue. You have the best, you have the best damn seafood of your life in Maryland along Chesapeake Bay. But, baby, there ain't nothing 
even resembling Mexican food. And that's the Mexican food I grew up with. And so by the time I got to Texas, I thought all Mexican food tastes like ketchup. Because that's what all Mexican food tasted like before I got to Texas. Like ketchup. And Austin didn't do a damn thing to change my mind. Uh, <laughs> I'm just, you know, I'm serious. I spent a, a long year and a half in Austin, man, when I first got to Texas. Damn near 11, 12 years ago at this point. And, you know, no, I didn't I didn't have no good Mexican food in, in Austin, Texas. It, it seriously wasn't until I got to San Antonio, Texas. That, and Chris Glasgow knows this. Once I set foot in S.A. and I sampled some of the fine-ass Mexican food here, man, my whole world opened up. My whole world opened up, and it smelled like cilantro. It, it did. I was like, oh, this is Mexican food. Oh, man. And uh, so, you know, as far as tacos, yeah, you don't get no damn tacos. You don't get no freaking tacos in freaking Austin, man. You want a $90 T-shirt with Willie Nelson's face on it, go to freaking Austin. All right? You want to step in hobo poop, go to freaking Austin. You know, you want to go eat vegan, go to freaking Austin. You want to suck on a mushroom? All right, go to Austin. How does that make you feel? It used to be a cool place. It's not anymore. It wasn't cool when I was there, and it's not cool. It's certainly not cool now with all the, the weirdos and the crime and all that, defunding the cops and all that happy crap. And, uh, you know, you, you want Mexican food, you got to come down here, man. And even a freaking liberal puke like Pedro Pascal even knows that. Even he's not so full of crap that he actually will admit there's good. Yeah, no. This is the finest Mexican food I've ever had in my life. It opened my mind. But, yeah, unfortunately, and I always catch hell for this. Uh, unfortunately, and Chris always gives me hell for this. Dennis Foley doesn't, but Chris does. The only thing, and my wife actually gives me hell for this, too, that I, I don't. I love Mexican food. I'd eat it every day of my life if I could. But, baby, I can't do the barbacoa, and I can't do the menudo. I can't do the barbacoa, and I can't do the menudo. And I sure as hell can't do tripas. How do you say it, Chris? Tripas? Tripas? No. How do you say it? You go ahead and say it. Say it. How do you say it? Tripas. Tripas. Which is intestines, right? I can't. I can't. I sure as hell can't do that after my experience of the past three months, man. Because, <laughs> baby, I got one hanging out of my belly, okay? You know what I mean? I, I've, I'm a man who has seen his own intestines. And I can't. <laughs> you ain't going to get me near a plate of that stuff, man. <laughs> no way. I'm sorry, Mr. Glasgow, but once you've seen your own damn intestine, you ain't going to go eating somebody else's. That's all I'm saying. No. And I'm just too damn honky for barbacoa and menudo. I, I, I'm not above buying it. I get it for my wife when I can move around. My wife is right over there. Baby, don't I go to H-E-B on Sunday mornings and get you some fresh menudo? If they have it, don't I? She said sometimes. But me, I can't eat it. But everything else, and I'm not into breakfast. And this is another thing Chris doesn't disagree. I can't eat breakfast tacos. I'm not into that. Either. I don't like eggs on tacos. I don't like eggs on tacos, but everything else I'm cool with, man. How's that make you feel? 
two one zero. So if you want to chime in, Austin, I mean, it's kind of pointless to ask this audience who's got the better tacos, Austin or or. Look, the first time I went to a Mexican restaurant in Austin, and they brought me tortilla soup with freaking kale in it. My wife was there with me. Remember that, baby? We went to that damn Mexican place on Congress Avenue everybody couldn't shut up about. Well, no, we go in, remember, and they were playing We Are the World. They were playing crappy 80s music. Crappy, old 80s music, and not even good 80s music. This is a few years after I met my wife. We get in there, and my wife's like, we're all the Mexicans. Like, look, they're walking into the kitchen. Everybody else was like a white gay guy. Yeah, you know, I got nothing against gay people. I'm just saying. The staff, you know, some steampunk weirdo comes up to serve us with the handlebar mustache and the shorts. Yeah, and he, we order tortilla soup, and, and he brings us. It's got freaking kale in it. Freaking kale. While they're playing George Michael music in the background. All right, uh, 210-599-5555. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. How are you people? Yeah, having a good time? Wow, so we got, uh, Chris, we got uh, Dennis Foley. We got fancy new jackets, uh, Alpha Media jackets, mm-hmm. right? And they're embroidered, right? Got the yeah. little logo there embroidered on the on the breast. So when you, because you, you, I saw Trey's got his. Well, on the back, too. Mm-hmm. They got it on the back, do they, Chris? That's where the big yours? logo is. Oh, yeah. You did Dennis Foley, did you get your jacket? Mm-hmm. See, because I ordered one, too. Yeah. I bet you Jack Riccardi did as well. Probably. So, question. Mm-hmm. How do me and Riccardi get our jackets? See, the, how do me and Riccardi? How are me and Riccardi going to get our damn jackets? It, it may be carrier it, pigeon. It may be a carrot and stick operation. What do you mean? You know, you know we, we want to see you guys. You know, it's it lonely around here. Coming out there, it's lonely. It's lonely. Yeah, but you're ordering a jacket. Is you saying, "Give me a jacket"? It's just giving an order. Yeah. No, Morgan put out an email saying, what size do you have? And this is before I went to the hospital. I was like, ah, better give me a 2X large. Things will be like wearing a tent because I lost all this. But it's there at the station. And I'm on the northwest side, so I don't know how I'm going to get there to get my jacket. Afraid you'll get lost? I might. It's been a while. Chris, I'll give you a whole gallon of sweet tea if you No, I'm not going to do that. Chris, he'll be yeah, asking us. He'll be asking us for the address of the station. Well, I know how to get to the station. I'm I'm trying to figure out how the jacket gets here to me. Is what I'm trying to tell you. Yeah. How does the jacket get here to me? Hmm. And how does Riccardi's jacket get there to him? Yeah, because, great question. You know, I don't know. Riccardi and I both deserve a jacket. You know, where we you know we put our time in. Yeah. Well, Riccardi does. Why wouldn't I deserve a jacket? I deserve a jacket. Yeah. I've been here t- 10, 10, 11 years now. Yeah. Eh. Dennis, I'll give you $5 if you drive that jacket out to me. Make it 10, right. I'll do See, it. And he used to promise $5 before the gas prices started to go right. through. Make it 10. I said 10. I said 10. <laughs> I'm just saying, how am I going to get my, my freaking jacket? Because I can't come out until I get the IV thing off. 
and that's going to be a couple of weeks. I did ask Morgan to set mine aside. I should have said set jacket, set Riccardi's aside too. His will be the medium. Mine will be the extra large. Jack slimmed down. Jack, actually, now I'm all slim too. I'm just saying there's there's Trey with his jacket on. He's taking pictures with it. Dennis has his jacket. Yeah. It's Chris it's Glasgow nice. His jacket. It's nice. Oh, it's nice really nice. Yeah. yeah. Are they really nice? It's yeah. Super nice. They really really nice. It's soft. Wish I could see one. It's nice and soft. It's great in this weather in the morning. You could pop it on when it's cold out, and then you know be fine. Pop it on. Yeah. It's soft. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll give you twenty bucks to drive that jacket out to me. Any either one of you, twenty bucks. Well, that's just to get out there. I need another twenty to get back home. Forty dollars. Why don't just round up to fifty? You know, Dave Ramsey actually owes me forty bucks. Maybe I can get that forty bucks from him. Well, on that note, I'm not taking any forty bucks. I lent. No, I'm just saying I lent Dave Ramsey forty bucks the last time he was in town. I haven't seen it since. It's like a year or two ago. On that note, no credit. If I get that forty from him, I'll 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 pay you cash only. But he's ducking me. I take my money in 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 fives. (laughs) All right, I gotta go. Thank you, Chris. Thanks to Elaine Rodriguez, our executive producer, Dennis Foley, and my good brother, Trey Weir. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye.